Hey, it's Megan. And I'm Summer. Share your questions, comments, or stories with us at a bit too much podcast at gmail.com. We hope to hear from you soon. Thanks for joining and happy listening. Hi, friends. Welcome to the sex and literature episode of You're a Bit Too Much. It's me, Megan. And I'm Summer. Hey, so today we are going to be giving an overview of erotic literature and erotic uh, works of written work. Um, And we're going to be doing this um, to kind of give um, some overview on some options that are in sex and literature and kind of like our personal experience with it. So for those of you who are, you know, kind of newer to this term, you've probably heard these two words separately before, but together, um, erotic literature is factual and fictional stories and accounts of arrows intended to arouse readers. And arrows are passionate, romantic, or sexual relationships. And then, of course, following that, we had to get the real definition off of Urban Dictionary, which is very trustworthy. (laughs) (laughs) Erotic literature was not on Urban Dictionary at all. However, (laughs) Smut was. And I was actually a reader of Smut before I ever was familiar with the term as well. So this is something I learned recently. Anyway, Smut is defined as erotic writing that contains explicit sexual content. The example being sorry, something that renders you wanting to pour bleach into your eyes after reading, yet possesses an irresistible allure that makes you eventually give in and read it again. Yes, there has definitely been a lot of smut that I have read where I'm like, whoa, I can't even comprehend what these people did, but... I need to experience this again and experience it with different stories. (laughs) I just think that using smut as a way to get horny, basically, or get off is just a classy bitch move compared to Yes. Like, using your mind and, like, not just, like, what, like, you see with your eyes that, like, makes you, like, experience, like, arousal. It's definitely a superior boss bitch move. Yeah, and I feel less disgusting afterwards. (laughs) Yes, yes. And, like, I feel like for people, especially who, like, um, have difficulties with, like, social interactions, like I do, and I especially did when I was younger, like, like, smut's a good way to, like, you know, scratch the itch of, like, wanting to read, but also learn about a world that no one else is going to tell you about. (laughs) That's an interesting way to look at it. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I think, you know, a lot of people can relate in like, you know, um, having like paranormal romance because Twilight was super popular when we were growing up. Yeah. Like be like your introduction to um, erotic literature and smut. Agreed. Yeah. (laughs) The first exposure I really ever had to that would be from my... (laughs) It sounds twisted, but it's not. Like, my grandmother and my great-grandmother had those small paperbacks. Mm-hmm. With, like, Fabio on the cover. With Fabio, yeah, or whoever, mm-hmm. you know. The damsel with long hair and flowing dresses and the buff dude. And they were gross. Like, those were some dirty books. Some dirty, dirty dannies. Yep. <laughs> I tell you what. 
<laughs> right. <laughs> well, I mean, other than um, the um, the dramatic smut books that lined the coffee tables of many a women um, in the 80s, 90s, and early 2000s, right. we've got, you know, like fiction and nonfiction prose, which, um, you know, that's going to be your written stories, um, whether they're like actual accounts or it's just you know a made-up story like any other kind of like novel that you read Mm -hmm. um and then there's like poetries which can be like you know like actual poems or like lyrics and songs like dirty lyrics they can definitely be counted as that Mm -hmm. yeah right um and then there's like dramas like you know like plays and stuff that have like horny content and then we've got, like, <laughs> historical written works and, like, discussion works. So, like, things that, like, take account, you know, for, like, historical purpose. You know, like, you can read about, like, doctors when they used to, like, put vibrators in women as, like, a way to cure hysteria or whatever. What? The quote-unquote hysteria. Is that yeah. a legitimate thing? Yes. That's that's some historical written works there. <laughs> so like fuck? Yeah, that's oh that's like old medicine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and then like discussion pieces, which you would probably read in like, oh you know, like your college classes where they're talking about like how um, people discover like sex in their early adolescence and then like as adults. <laughs> this is a lot of information. It's a really broad spectrum when you think about it from just for pleasure purposes mm-hmm. at one end and then on the other end you have educational Yes. And then all in between, there's just gray area where they kind of overlap. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Kind of like when you're in middle school and you're having your, you know, your sex ed class and you're like looking at the things, you're like, I'm learning things, but also my body feels weird. And why does it feel yeah. weird? Right. <laughs> right. Exactly. So, yeah, I mean, I don't think I had much more... Everything that you said is pretty much what I was thinking of. The most interesting erotic literature to me mm-hmm. is usually hidden relationships in literature, such as whenever you think of um, like Jane Austen, or mm-hmm. you know what I mean. Just they were really close friends. Mm-hmm. You know what I they mean. They were roommates. Right. They were roommates. <laughs> And I just think that's interesting. Or authors that weren't able to come out due mm-hmm. to the time period that they were in. I mean, that's why, you know, I kind of said a joke or whatever when he had the Oscar Wilde bookmark. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Even right. though I think during that time, people knew. I mean, yeah, like but... the, the right kinds of people knew. Right. Like the people exactly. who were socializing with him, like yes. during uh, like a Oscar Wilde on that level. Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. So I think that's always really interesting is when we have, especially authors that would have represented the LGBTQ, mm-hmm. <laughs> et cetera, community. Right. In their writing. Yeah. I think that's always really interesting. And it's, like, it's so funny how, like, sex in literature can be, like, stigmatized. But it's, like, it's been around ever since people were, like, writing about stuff. Like, with any invention, people were finding a horny way to use it. 
You know? I mean, even hieroglyphics <laughs> and shit have examples. Oh my god, I don't think I knew about that, but that would make a lot of sense. It's, I bet those people were horny as heck. Well, yeah. <laughs> and we're or like talking about like the Greeks and Romans. That's what I was And then they were putting like porn on pottery and stuff. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. a legitimate thing. Yeah. And there's also a lot of pottery that was made. We won't. We won't go. <laughs> we're not going to talk about pottery right yeah, now. Yeah, right. But nonetheless, you know, I uh, I don't know if I mentioned it to you or not, but mm-hmm. I definitely get into like Mayan mm-hmm. ruins and stuff like that. And they definitely have a tradition of smashing pottery. That was part of their like whole sacrifice ritual. And I don't want to be fucking this up, but it's legit. However, you could find remnants of pottery that had maybe it was like a sacrifice for fertility purposes. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Et cetera, et cetera. And again with those sort of hieroglyphic things on them, I think that's always cool. Right. Yeah. I need to look that up. That sounds really interesting. It is. It mm-hmm. really is. How they confirm a lot of areas to be legit, I guess, mm-hmm. that's the poor way of putting it, is by looking for remnants of pottery, especially smashed pottery. And there are places in Mexico and you know South America where they'll find just buried mounds of smashed pottery. And uh, human skulls, a lot of actual human sacrifices... It's really, it's a rabbit hole, but it's really, really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I guess, you know, something that we didn't discuss earlier, but that I just thought about, like, sex and literature is, like, kind of like a woman's game. Like, you don't really hear about, like, dudes reading horny books or, like, there's, like, oh, stories true. that, like, are written for men specifically about mm-hmm. sex. Like. That's a good point. I think that's another reason why that, like, that's really popular for, like, nerdy people, like, nerdy girls is, yeah. like. You know, like, that's a lot of ways that, like, women have, like, learned about sex or, like, learned about, like, um, idyllic romantic relationships outside of, like, growing up and you see, like, oh, the prince is going to save me and I'm the damsel in distress. Like, the Mm -hmm. next step to that is to, like, read romance novels. That's an interesting thought. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I agree. Yeah. That's really cool. Um, But what, what um, what other kind of, like books did you read that you really enjoyed you know like the romantic and sexual aspect of well i will say the first time i ever masturbated in my entire life Mm -hmm. was to a playboy magazine that i found oh really yeah Mm -hmm. and also this was the hype this was the very beginning obviously the first time the very beginning of my just completely confused sexual identity (laughs) right (laughs) it's not linear by any means (laughs) (laughs) the same is like that you would have been looking at women yeah it Mm -hmm. was just women and they also had writing within the magazine and i think that much erotic energy poured into a single magazine my body was like Whoa, Nelly. <laughs> right. <laughs> Do you remember, like, kind of, like, any of the models that you would have been no, looking at? I, I wish. Mm-mm. Yeah. That's that that's wild. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Like, I can't remember, like, anything like that. Like, I definitely remember reading things, like, before Twilight was out that were, like, horny books. But I don't remember what they would have been. But, yeah, definitely I loved anything that had, like, a succubus or a vampire. And they were, like, in love with some, like, hot brooding dude but then they were also just like doing their own thing and like fighting demons and stuff 
Casual. Right. <laughs> Makes a lot of sense, I think. <laughs> yeah, and then I did delve into the world of educational. Mm-hmm. Just because I wanted to be someone that's good in bed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And well, I have never felt like I come by that naturally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. Oh. Or at least wanted to improve. So I definitely mm-hmm. would search, you know, mm-hmm. readings on how to be, literally how to be more attractive to men or whatever. Oh my God, yeah. Because like from magazines and stuff. Yeah. I yes. was obsessed with that. That was my main source of information, mm-hmm. Cosmo being yes. one of the top ones, because they were one of the only magazines that would really be raunchy mm-hmm. and would be willing to get into, you know, the dirty details and that kind of thing. Now that you say that, I'm like, yes, that was probably like my first like real right? experience with that is like, you know, like. 10 secrets to give the best blow job or like yes. ways to make your boobs mm-hmm. boobler. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I had an obsession with magazines. I still do. I read a lot. Yeah. Uh, most of them are digital now or else I just have hordes mm-hmm. of them. But I used to keep them like instead of a bookshelf like this with books, I just have rows of magazines. Yeah. And it would be Cosmo, Glamour, mm-hmm. whatever. 17. Yeah. T-book. And then I did start... <laughs> I still have a couple of, like, vintage Playboys. Mm-hmm. Now they don't turn me on because now I'm kind of, like, yeah. into that. But, for you know, mm-hmm. at the beginning, again, I was really young and I was just like, whoa. Right. Oh, <laughs> whoa. my God. <laughs> <laughs> what is this? <laughs> yeah. And then I, then my process of thinking was, I want to be this woman. How do I yes. turn into this mm-hmm. sexual being? I Yeah, I definitely experienced that for sure. For sure. But, yeah, I guess, like, you know, I I definitely learned a lot from magazines that I definitely shouldn't have been reading. I know. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. (laughs) They're unassuming, I think. Yeah. Just. Unassuming, yes. have a little pink magazine with a celebrity on the front. Yeah. Then, yeah. Mm -hmm. Then I'll have an article on 10 yeah, no, I'm reading the article about what it was like being on the set of uh, Walk to Remember. <laughs> right. I'm not reading this list on um, why you should do anal bleaching. <laughs> right. The listicles, that's where it started. Yeah, and then you can research just very specific things. Like, I've always wanted to be a squirter. I have trouble squirting. I have a few times. Mm-hmm. But I'm always... To this day, I'll I'll take tips. Yeah. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Stay really hydrated. Right. <laughs> be really relaxed. Give yeah. in to the feeling that you're going to pee. Yeah. And yeah. just do it. Just pee on them. Right. Just that, That's what squirt is. It's, it's pee and other things. And other things. Whatever. <laughs> but it's really exciting and hot. Mm-hmm. Well, has a poem ever made you squirt before? Is really pretty. It is really pretty. This is Ruby Carr. I wouldn't know what I would actually say either, their name either. Mm-hmm. But she's very, very popular. Um, mm-hmm. 
This is her second book. The first one I didn't bring with me. I should have, though. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I bookmarked a couple of these. Look at this. We've got some imagery going on, too. Okay, that would be really cute on a shirt. Oh, I agree. Yeah. I bet I could do that with Canva. Mm-hmm. Or something like it. Yeah. Okay. But I also feel like the bar that we go to all the time, it would have children, and I don't know. Right. I, I, get, I don't know. <laughs> so this one... For those listening, it's just a page, and the imagery is a woman masturbating, but it's just line work, so it's kind of, I don't know how to describe that. Yeah, um, I mean, it's really simple. It's just, like, simple, clean lines of, like, an outline of a woman, like, laying on her back, kind of, like, with her, like, chest up, though, and she's obviously, like, rubbing her clitoris. Right. And... The poem says, I want to honeymoon myself. Good for you. Yeah. Good for you, girl. You go, girl. Go yep. get them. Get it. And there was another one I had bookmarked. All right, here we go. There's another image in here that was like someone getting like oral sex, which was kind of crazy. Like, this book is a little all over the place. Do they also do the illustrations, Ruby? I think so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But... Oh, yeah, there it is. I didn't like the poem on that. God, this book is falling apart. Oh, uh, that. see? That's some, that's some nice muff diving. Goodness. Mm-hmm. Oh, my. <laughs> this one just says, this one's a little nicer, I think, and less, like, sexually charged. Um, God must have kneaded you and I from the same dough. Rolled us out as one on the baking sheet, must have suddenly realized how unfair it was to put that much magic in one person. And sadly split that dough in two. How else is it that when I look in the mirror, I am looking at you? That's so sweet. When you breathe my own lungs fill with air that we just met. Wait. I'm fucking this up. No, you read that line and then that line of, I'm sorry, sorry people it's hard to read poems it can't be yeah. yeah my own lungs fill with air that we just met but we have known each other our whole lives if we were not made as one to begin with and then it's named our souls are mirrors that's really pretty it is pretty whenever you don't fuck it up like I did but regardless <laughs> it's nice yeah yeah and a lot of these are kind of sad poems, like breakup poems, maybe. Mm-hmm. They're just kind of, like I said, kind of all over the place. But nonetheless, still good. Mm-hmm. Still poems. I and, think that that's really interesting. You know, especially because yeah. like, she's basically created an empire with it by having like a whole bunch of books for it. Yep. I agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But she's like really popular, popular on Instagram as well. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Now you should read. You're right. Yes, so I wrote a poem here, an erotic poem. Ooh. A Megan original. So everyone, get your hands out and put them on your genitals. <laughs> One step ahead of you. <laughs> Warm spice fills the air. Warm sheets still there. Your arms hold me here. My body intertwined with you forever. That's so cute. Yeah. I love that. I thought it was good. Aw, I 
good. Yeah, I like something that kind of like invokes some imagery and like, yeah. especially for like things like this creates like a sensation of warmth. That's nice. Mm-hmm. I felt cozy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. I don't know. It kind of made me feel like, um, yeah. like how it feels when Oliver like leaves for tour, you know, like I like oh, just still like think about yeah. like, oh, I wish he was like here. But like, you know, even when he's gone, like You're we're still we're still together. Right. <laughs> Aw, so cute. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, that covers the poetry side of things. And then I don't know, can you think of like any like plays or like dramatic like stories that you've seen that have been like sexual in nature well hmm. i'm not sure because Mm -hmm. when i think of plays i do typically just dart straight to things Mm -hmm. like shakespeare yeah which do have Mm -hmm. themes Mm -hmm. they can be horny in their own right they can be Mm -hmm. and also just a little bizarre because wasn't Juliet supposed to be, like, really young? Yeah. Mm-hmm. As in maybe 14 years old or something like that. Right. Mm-hmm. But she was pining over that dude for sure. <laughs> yeah. Him to her. Yeah. And I feel like when you're at that age, you feel those emotions amplified. Yes. And so I can kind of see. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a 14 year old being that dramatic or something oh I don't know. I was right oh for like sure yeah, yeah. I, I don't know it's especially more when I was like 15 16 that's when I was really like into being fucking dramatic about it really <laughs> yes <laughs> <laughs> yeah I just feel like maybe at that age you're not able to really see your future in a way, in the perspective that you can when you get older. Mm-hmm. So everything that you're experiencing and feeling is just what's right in front of you. Yes, that's definitely definitely how it was. Yeah, like, because when you're younger, you can't see that, like, if you just spend more time with yourself, especially if you're able to put yourself in a place where you can do and say the things you want to do, you get more comfortable with it. And you, like, you get more comfortable with less in some ways. Yeah. And so I I don't know. I feel like for me that was kind of like the when I could start to like calm down and like if like something big like a breakup was happening, I could like have some more perspective and like learn to like sit with it and be okay with it. I feel like it also depends on the environment that you grow up in as <laughs> with anything. Right. But the environment that I grew up in was consistently a woman basically bending over backwards to be in a relationship. Yeah. No matter what. Mm-hmm. No matter what was happening in life, mm-hmm. the one solid basically was being in a relationship. And if one ended, they were almost immediately in another relationship. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think growing up, I just felt like that was normal Mm -hmm. whereas of now yeah it's almost the opposite Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know now I have more experience and know women that have lived full lives without a relationship Mm -hmm. and I didn't really 
have any examples of that when I was younger. Yeah. So I wasn't able to really see myself as much more than a wife or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that kind of makes me think, like, in, like, my experience, like, growing up, like, seeing, like, two adults in a relationship that were, you know, in charge of my life, it was, like, it's an obligation. Like, it's an obligation to your religion. It's an obligation to your society and status and social sphere and um, to, like, your husband. Like, and I think... Like, in literature, I definitely pursued stories where it's, like, someone's choosing this, but it's not, like, their end-all be-all of things. And I loved that. And, like, I could see that back then, that I was loving it because I could enjoy things that were, like, different from that. But, like, you know, with my, like, parental figures, like, (laughs) it was, you know, my dad, like, you know, saying, like, hey, like, I'm the man in this household. I make all the money, so... We do things as, as I say, and if, you know, you know, mom is never going to disagree with me and she's never going to back talk me or, (laughs) you know, like ever show like any sort of like difference in like my opinion or like how to do things. Right. And so, yeah, I definitely like pursued things where like I could, you know, it was the woman making the choice. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm into that. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. As you know, and as a lot of people know, majority of my time was spent with my great-grandmother and my grandmother, both mm-hmm. maternal side of the family. And my great-grandmother, I never met my great-grandfather. He passed away from a heart attack. Mm-hmm. In her arms, mm-hmm. of course. Yeah. You know, they had been together for years and years and had four daughters together. Mm-hmm. And she never remarried. She never dated nothing mm-hmm. whenever after he passed away. So yeah. that's, that was just total devotion to that relationship. Mm-hmm. And my grandmother was similar but different. Yeah. She was married, oh, God, three mm-hmm. times, three or four but she even had a husband that I never knew about until I was an adult. Oh, wow. Yeah, she got married before she married my mom's father. Mm-hmm. So my grandfather. Isn't that kind of crazy? She never mentioned him. Yeah. Nothing. Mm-hmm. But I think it was a fucked up situation. Like, he cheated on her and maybe got the woman pregnant. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah, yeah it was, that was wild. And I was who is this? What is... Yeah. What? <laughs> Isn't that crazy? That is crazy. Yeah, no, I definitely... Like, not specifically that, but there's definitely been examples of that and like, both sides of my family. Which is so wild. It's just like, why don't you just tell people what's going on? Like, what's the point of carrying on shame for decades? And for yeah. things that you didn't even experience, it was your freaking grandparents or whoever. No, I didn't ever find out anything until I started going into family history Mm -hmm. and I found out so I inherited all the family pictures and all that stuff I have tons and tons of that stuff and I came across a really large photo of a man in a military uniform who the hell is that yeah (laughs) and then I saw other pictures 
mm-hmm. of him with my Nana. Yeah. And I was like, wait, this looks like a courthouse. Oh, girl. Who the fuck is this? Mm-hmm. And my mom was like, oh, yeah, your grandma was married once before. And it's like, why am I just not finding out about oh this? My God. <laughs> yeah. Because it was shameful. And my Nana, I guess, didn't want anyone to know that her husband was a piece of shit that cheated on her and got someone else knocked up. Yeah, well, that was like 98% of men back then. I know, so, right? Like, yeah. you can't, you can't, you can't place that blame on her. you. No. <laughs> really like, can't. that was on, that was on the shitty ass men. Yeah. Who had, like, society built around, like, their needs and desires. <laughs> yeah. That was wild. I still, yeah. But anyway. Yeah. Literature. <laughs> Literature. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and then, like, you know, there's also historical and discussion pieces which um, Summer and I found this beautiful, beautiful gem of a book at oh, yeah. the Goodwill outlet. It's called The Female Body, an Owner's Manual, a Head-to-Toe Guide to Good Health and Body Care at, inter- at Any Age. And it's by the editors of Prevention Magazine, Health Books. What year was this made? Let's see. Let's see. <laughs> if you want to bet, I'm going to say 99, okay? Yeah, it definitely has like late 90, early 2000s vibe. 96? Six. Hell yeah. Wow. <laughs> well, look at that. Yeah. Okay. So what passage to see? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this book, again, for those who are listening, this is, it's almost like a textbook. It's not small. Yeah. It's, it's a full-size book, mm-hmm. and it just has a very conventionally attractive woman on the cover she's not wearing any clothing her long hair is brushed behind her back and her arms are crossing over to hide her titties <laughs> but they do have a passage about the clitoris i hate that word yeah clitoris I hate is that word it's like a it's like moist, you know. No, I don't like that. Yeah, I don't like it. <laughs> it has like an undulating like essence to it. Yeah. So the passage reads, "True, we don't need jock straps, <laughs> but that's only because the female counterpart to the male penis comes much better wrapped than its hanging out there male rival." I didn't hanging out there. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't uh, realize the word rival in that before either. That's an interesting <laughs> right. word to choose. The penis and the clitoris are, are rivaling. <laughs> <laughs> in other respects, the female clitoris has exactly the same component parts as its male counterpart or rival. <laughs> Not only does it have the same number of nerve endings, researchers have counted it also has a head or glands, which is extremely sensitive to the touch. Do you ever get so sensitive where you're just like, don't fucking touch me? Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. That happens to me all the time. Like, yeah. As soon as I come, like, you cannot mm-hmm. fucking touch me or else it hurts. Yeah. Well, because it's like, if I'm masturbating, I'm usually just doing like focus on my clit. And it's like, if I have done that recently and then we're having sex and like he wants to like go down on me, it's like, bro, it's, you're going to have to approach with caution. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's a lot. Anyway, but back to the obvious difference, 
size. The clitoris located at the top of the inside folds where your small and large, what is that word? Vulvar? Yeah, vulvar. Wow, lips come together. Measure between three quarters of an inch and two inches. It looks even smaller because it's bent over on itself with only the head visible. And unlike the penis, whose purpose is both for sex and urination, the main function of the clitoris is sexual pleasure. I guess that's true. I've never really thought about that. It doesn't really have a purpose outside of Mm -mm. that. It's just for sexual pleasure. Go us. Mm -hmm. When a woman is sexually aroused, her genital system, oh my God, gets swollen with blood. I feel like I'm blushing. Resulting (laughs) in the erection of her clitoris. I hate that word. Also, like a man's penis, a woman's clitoris becomes erect every about every 90 minutes that she's asleep. So, ladies do get ladywood when they're sleeping. I guess so. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, even like, when it's like discussion books or like historical accounts or like educational accounts, like the words still make you feel something weird. Yeah. If, especially if it's not like you're like, you know a gynecologist and you're out here like saying like vagina all day every day like and those words become just like clinical and like just cold to you like when you hear these words when you don't hear them every single day like it's just like weird Uh, (laughs) (laughs) i agree this is this is an astounding uh piece of literature right get a copy right i don't know can you find you probably can't find this anywhere yeah my goodness but yeah like it's just it's amazing that like sex can be a topic of education and then also like stimulation arousal like relief because you know just like having orgasms like even if you're not like i want to come for the sake of coming or like you know how like asexual people will masturbate because it you know helps them go to sleep or relieve stress really i've never Mm -hmm. thought about that yeah okay it's just i don't know sex is so funny you know like the spectrum of this and like it like it being in written works dude i have to masturbate to sleep i have to like Mm -hmm. i've been that way pretty much since puberty yeah I would probably be like that if I was, like, single or didn't have, like, a, well, a partner that I sleep with. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, I was definitely like that when I was younger. Like, once I started, especially when I was in college and I was, you know, had my own room, like, completely. Like, it was, you gotta rub one out or you're gonna stay up all night I long. I that term. Uh. <laughs> DJ Summer. Stop! <laughs> What's your favorite terms? I don't know. <laughs> I just... I don't know. I just say masturbate. Yeah, masturbate. I, yeah. It, it's a good word. I think it's a powerful word. I also have trouble saying that though. If I'm sexting someone, yeah, you're like, I'm gonna masturbate, thinking about you yeah, later. Yeah, I don't say that. Yeah, yeah. It has to, I don't yeah, know, be subtle. Like, what about saying like I touch myself or I'm touching myself? Maybe more like pleasing. I'm pleasing myself. myself. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but even just, like, the idea of, like, choosing words to invoke a certain, like, feeling or, like, aesthetic or direction. 
you know, when it comes to, like, talking about, like, yeah. sex or sexual organs. Talk about erotic literature. Let's, I mean, I know sexting doesn't fall within the category, but it I, is, it's some. it's, 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 yeah. it's on that little spectrum. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I don't know if, like, you ever noticed these when you were in high school, but, like, books that were, like, you know, like, teen fix writings um that like were in the format of text i wonder if like ones like that exist but it's like people like dirty texting to each other like i couldn't remember you know what i think one of the books that i'm thinking of it was like called ttyl you know like talk to you later Mm -hmm. but it was like a story that was told but just in like people's like text or like instant messaging like Uh... is there like one like that but it's just like a story but it's people dirty texting each other that ah. would be fucking rad i would read that you should write that i should write it yeah interesting yeah <laughs> wow. Mm-hmm. wow wow i say that all the time i think i used to say it jokingly mm-hmm. to just kind of make fun of owen wilson for being mm-hmm. a douche but then yeah, it's just fun to, like, move your mouth in that motion. Wow. <laughs> I don't know. I that feel like... Dramatic, yeah. <laughs> I feel like when I'm an older an older lady, older person, I'm going to, like, want to read, like, more, like, romantic books later. I'm going to be that, that gal. Your nurse is going to go through your shit and be like, God damn it. Like, right? It's going to be, like, a drawer with a book and, like, yeah. a vibrator. <laughs> Or I'll have, like, one of those, like, hardback books that secretly a storage compartment. It's going to be, like, perfectly shaped for, like, the vibrator or the dildo. You better not hide that shit whenever you're that age. (laughs) No, not hide it for the sake of hiding it. But, like, I think that that would be, like, a fun knick-knack. Okay, that's different then. Yeah, I agree. That you were just being a little shameful. I was like, nah. No. No, I'm not going to shame myself. Not anymore. Yeah. We're out here talking about what we put in our buttholes. So I guess we can't really have any more shame anymore. <laughs> I haven't put anything in my butthole in a long time. I tried. So, okay. Also for listeners, during the time from the last podcast that we recorded to this one, I've been in and come out of a relationship. <laughs> <laughs> That lasted all of a month. <laughs> it's okay. Christ. Anyway. <laughs> you had some good times. Yes. And he kept asking to do anal. And it's not that I didn't want to, mm-hmm. but there was no preparation. Yeah. You really have to, first of all. You got to spend time for it. Yes. Like. You got to plan it. You got to plan it. Yeah. And it was never planning. It was just. Do like do it um, no and yeah and I was like, like do no. you want a, a a little poop tube in your penis sir that's what i'm saying for yeah. real oh god <laughs> <laughs> seriously though you gotta you gotta do some prep you know and use plugs to maybe do a little stretch and stretch and exactly get a bunch of lube going. yeah make sure you have the right kind of lube yeah mm-hmm. and i gotta be in the mood yeah there are factors so i towards the beginning of our relationship he just asked me if I, you know, enjoyed doing that. Mm-hmm. I said, yeah, like, 
I'm down, but then we never did it because yeah. there was just no preparation. So I, I don't know if he thought I was lying or something, but <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. I don't think he was thinking that. But <laughs> I don't know. I did. I don't know him, and I can't access his right. mind space. <laughs> <laughs> what about you that was your goal right last mm-hmm. time we we achieved putting things in my butt not a penis oh but okay. you know like you said it takes planning and preparation and like i told you i have a very small booty hole and it, we gotta work up towards it you know we gotta we gotta you know tease her and prep her so she's she's she'll be prepped and primed you know she's she's had attention even if things aren't being you know, inserted into her, mm-hmm. you know, right. it's nice to have, um, a shower that can fit two adults in it. You know, I yeah. like that. It's useful. Yeah. Um, nice. and a shower is a great place to prep for anal activities. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't like shower sex. Well, we're not like having like full on like penetrative sex in the shower. That's dangerous. Like yeah. I gotta have like anti-slip grips. <laughs> Like, I feel like there yeah. might have been, like, an older person living in this apartment beforehand because there's, like, a lot of, like, death grip bars. Yeah. But, yeah, we need to put, like, an anti-slip grip in the shower if we're going to, like, do any shit like that. Yeah. Like, How is... Well, water makes you more dry. Yeah. So. Well, I wouldn't want the water, like, right on us. Yeah. I don't like doing that. Like, it's fine if it's, like, going down my back. But if it's okay. on my front, I'm going to feel like I'm drowning. <laughs> I was just wondering. Yeah. <laughs> And I'm telling you. <laughs> but what's the what's the next thing that you want to do that you haven't done before? I don't know, man. Mm-hmm. Do you have a new goal or is that still your consistent? I mean, I'm still working up towards it. You know, like we can say that that one's in progress. Okay. We, we, That's it's not, it's not in shelf status mind. anymore. Um, have you done the video? No, we didn't. We didn't have a chance to do that. Like he was like go 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 on okay. tour, so there wasn't yeah. an opportunity for that. So still would like to do that, but um, I don't know. I kind of want to just like get in the habit more of like wearing like lingerie and like d- taking more pictures and videos yeah. together. I like doing that. It like makes yeah. me feel sexy. Yes, mm-hmm. that's great. That would be. Yeah, I've been buying, like, lots of cute little things wherever I can find them real cheap because those are things that you can just buy and keep. You don't have to be buying the expensive stuff. Like, the expensive stuff looks nice, but, I mean, if you're only wearing it for, like, five minutes, it doesn't have to be expensive. Yeah, seriously. Um, I don't know. I'm not saying that I've completely given up hope about the threesome idea, but... Mm -hmm. Honestly, after this whole breakup situation, mm-hmm. the idea of a man touching me right now like, repulses me a little yeah. bit. Well, what about like so. things that you can do to please yourself? What are things yeah, that like that that you haven't like tried before? I don't know. I guess I wasn't prepared for this question today. Mm-hmm. I have been trying to dance more mm-hmm. and go towards more of my burlesque goals oh yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. so i've been buying props and Mm -hmm. really cute shit and honestly like just dancing and trying to maybe do a few steps in a routine like that Mm -hmm. makes you feel really good about yourself yeah do you ever like do the routines like just naked no yeah no 
though. Mm-hmm. I like obviously you're not gonna do them naked in front of an audience, but like well, I mean, you know, it would be maybe mm-hmm. like tassels and mm-hmm. yeah, undies. Yeah, tassels and undies. Yeah, mm-hmm. God, I need to work out. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Other than a sexual goals, our goals are to work out more. Yeah, seriously. Have but more, that's also part of my movement. sexual goal. I feel like... Yeah, it's whenever, to have more, like, strength for it. Yeah, mm-hmm. dude. Whenever I was really working out hard mm-hmm. with a personal trainer, I guess over a year and a half ago, mm-hmm. um, I was that was around my OnlyFans time. Yeah. And... Like, I have more energy like, to, like, do all those things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's totally... One of my biggest motivators in working out is just to be better at sex. <laughs> yeah, I I I'm with with you on that. I and I experience that too. Right. <laughs> Although a lot of people can be a pillow princess, that's just not me. That's that's not really my style. Mm, I can still be a pillow princess and you know be willing to be versatile and thrown around and do the things. Yeah, I I stand by that. <laughs> I reserve the right to to pillow on at any given point. And the people who have sex with me need to understand that. The least <laughs> I'd say the least used position that I am ever in is missionary. Well, it's I'm like never in missionary. Oh. Like it, I have to like start there for my body to like really? you know, like get opened up. To, like, do other things. Like, I can't just, like, pop into, like, doggy. Yeah. Like, I gotta That's my, get myself, like, opened I up. Can. Yeah. Girl. Like, maybe, like, <laughs> if, like, we were, like, feeling it and, like, had already been, like, doing some other things, like, maybe. Yeah. But, like, if we're, if we're starting penetrative sex like that, no. Huh. Yeah. This one's different. That or I usually, I start on top a lot. Mm-hmm. Then my legs get shaky. I'm like, you gotta do something. Right. <laughs> How straddling. Yeah. I need I need more strength for straddling. <laughs> yeah. For real. It sucks, especially whenever you have both your feet up on the bed. Mm-hmm. And that hurts. Yeah. But it's great. But mm-hmm. I definitely want more strength in my legs specifically mm-hmm. for that. Kind of in the same vein of like straddling. Did you know that they make toys that are like specifically for you to like hump and grind on? No. Yeah, like they like like make mats that like have like a like a shape that's not like just like a like a phallic shape, but like uh-huh. something that's like raised up so you can like feel it like on like your like vulva and clit. I don't know if I'd like that. Mm-hmm. They make some of them that vibrate too, or like uh-huh. things that you can like wrap around a pillow and ride. Yeah. You know, like if you were like one of those people that loved like humping furniture as a kid, like that was like, you know. <laughs> A thing that what? a lot of people, that was their sexual <laughs> discovering is really? if there's nobody home and I'm feeling yeah. it, you know, I'm going to hump this what furniture. Do you know? <laughs> or like stuffed animals. Oh, no. That's, that's even worse. That's terrifying. Oh, God. One of those anime pillows. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Imagine how many of those like get like holes cut into Dude, them. Dude, I swear to God, every time I see one of those anime pillows, I'm like, this thing is disgusting. I know it. it yeah, there's disgusting. not just tears dried no. in there. <laughs> there's something along with those tears. Exactly. Oh. But, yeah, I guess uh, friends, go and um, hump a ha- an anime pillow and um, read some smut. Yep. 
More, more smut to you. Yeah. <laughs> Tip of the old smut. I don't know. <laughs> That's stupid. Sorry. Well, I feel like I had fun discussing this. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Yes. Thank you, friends. I hope y'all have a wonderful day and a wonderful week and happy fisting. <laughs> <laughs>